Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watch WWE Fastlane 2018, which occurred on March 11th, 2018. I did not talk about this in the regular episode, but I did have a chance to watch main event from this past week, and it's totally worth checking out. We have Kurt Hawkins defend his uh, his streak, or is it really defending his streak? Uh, Kurt Hawkins looks to end his streak against, uh, I think it was Apollo. And then we had Kalisto and Grandma Talik versus Arya Daivari and Tony Nice, And this match was friggin' awesome. There's so many great things, especially from Grandma Talik. At one point, he runs the ropes and jumps over the top rope to the outside and like does like this corkscrew thing that you would normally only see in a figure skating routine. Uh, he, he, he just spirals into um nice and divari out there it's it's incredible it's go check it out go check it out okay this pay-per-view uh my predictions weren't so great um but i still had a lot of fun actually watching the show like the stories all leading up to everything in this have been so nonsense and it's just like just piling more on top of other things and um so i wasn't too invested in it from that standpoint but the uh but seeing the names of who's going against two uh it, it, it the the matches themselves were great i enjoyed it um so i was there i posted a very short video i'm going to do this for every trip that i take over on um youtube uh a 60 second summary 60 seconds or less that's so i can post it on um post it on instagram but uh just a short summary of the whole trip um it was in columbus ohio i went and got some lunch at melt i it was it was pretty good uh, there those sandwiches are huge or thick they're very thick it's like they took half a package of deli meats and just folded it in half and put it on each half of the sandwich. Um, but it was good. I like the fries there as well. Um, the decorations are very weird. Um, I don't know if there's more than one location or if this is the only location of this um, particular restaurant. I didn't do much research into all of that. Looking at the map before the trip, I was uh, thinking of going to Zoop, which is right across the right across the street from the stadium. But then my Lyft driver, he wasn't familiar with that place, and then he's like, "Oh, you'll like Melt," which uh, a little bit annoying. There's like, "Hey, just take me to the address that I did," because that's the place I was gonna want to try. But um, I mean, sandwiches or sandwiches, it's what I got. Um, it was just a lot longer of a walk after that to get to the thing, which is probably not the best idea since I am still sick. Um, I, I asked him, is that still pretty close to the to the arena? He's like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, last time, trust that. Just take me to the address. I'm not even going to talk about why I'm going to exactly where I am. Um, don't let him change. Don't let him change you. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't really do much after I ate. I just walked 
from there to the arena and then stood in line for a while. Um, that's another thing is that it's there's not really a point to get there so early um, because the the actual match that you're going to see isn't going to happen until after the time on the tickets um, at these pay-per-views as opposed to um, at uh, Raw or SmackDown that you'll get uh, some main event action going on much earlier than that. But uh, lesson learned there as well. I probably could have gone to like a museum or something that was along the way there. Spent like an hour just uh, looking at more stuff. Um, Anyhow, the actual events. We had a a kickoff match. Very strange matchup. Um, Brizongo plus Ty Dillinger versus Mojo Raleigh and American Alpha 2, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Um, and uh, I believe Ty Dillinger got the pin on who did he pin? I don't remember. It was it was a pretty it was a pretty fun match. It didn't make sense. It was just kind of like, oh, they, these guys are are available to do something. They're the only people who aren't involved in one of the other matches except for Zack Ryder. Um, was he even here? tonight was he even in the locker room or was he at, at disneyland again i don't know um that was okay they were that at um uh smackdown the smackdown roster was at the pepsi center i talked about this in the elimination chamber episode i didn't talk about this specifically but i talked about that show um that uh zach Ryder that day was talking about Disneyland, or as, or rather Disney World, I guess it would be. Um, and uh, Randy replies, like, meanwhile, all of us are here for work. And uh, Randy Orton didn't appear on that show, so I don't know if he was actually there. But it was a, a pretty funny reply. Um, okay. So, uh, that, that match on the kickoff show was, was all right. It was, it was fun. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev was, I wasn't expecting it to be be bad at all or anything, but I was not expecting it to be as awesome as it was. They really went out, went at it. And I feel like there's some stuff in there from Shinsuke Nakamura, especially that we don't normally see this. This could be, I'll have to watch it back in TV form. Not that it will really change, change much, but to see, see what I missed really um there is a lot uh there's a drawback to having an aisle seat like being at the end of the row um and that is the vast number of people going up and down the stairs next to you um it's uh too too many people too many people throughout the night it was the worst during the women's tag team match it was just a constant train of people um also it seemed like this is this is purely purely anecdotal that there were way more little kids i'd say like 12 years old and under um at this show than any show that i've been to before but that might be just the section i was in and also amplified by being between two families with a small kid um, or not so small as like a young kid. I mean, <laughs> um, it, yeah, they're, they're large young kids, but, um, 
it was just those two that were around me. A lot of the kids were like normal little kid size. Anyway, um, it was kind of annoying. Uh, I think it was the same kid both times, but twice this happened that I, my arm was just out of nowhere used as a handrail as a, a small, um, flailing limbed child struggled to, to amass the staircase. Um, yeah, it had to have been the same kid both times, but anyway, uh, the, the, what was I, what was I even talking about? Oh, um, Nakamura versus Rusev. It was, it was awesome, but I may have missed some parts due to this, that, that I'm not going to get back into it that, except for during the women's match, um, that, uh, that was, that was, uh, quote unquote problem throughout the night was that I did. I did miss a few things because of that, but that's also my fault for being stupid and not realizing I have a perfect view of the Jumbotron, which isn't always the case. And I'm, I'm just sitting here like getting annoyed that people are in the way when I could easily just avert my gaze and look up at the screen. So I don't miss a single thing. Dumb of me, dumb of me. So any any of my complaints about that is, you know, it's my fault, and uh, that's what that's what the cooldown matches are for. Anyway, th- this first match is not a cooldown match, but um, the that women's tag tag team match was was definitely. If it wasn't uh, designed to be be that way, it ended up being that way with the sheer. I, I had oh man, it was so many people. So many people. Everybody, it seemed like. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. Uh, so what I was saying is that I think that this match might be my favorite main roster uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match. I'll have to, to watch that again to confirm. Uh, then we had Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode for the United States Championship. This match was also better than I expected. I loved it. It I was trying to take a picture of an RKO out of nowhere. Um I know from this distance another lesson learned only take a couple of clips of like my really favorite moments so that for the video um describing the weekend um or just a photograph at the end of the winner um the actual uh taking action pictures from far away isn't that great it's a very low chance of being very good and i yeah i totally missed every time and then when he uh when he was about to do it and uh when he actually did it uh totally missed i have him like uh i have bobby Roode like just barely coming off of the posts and then i have them both on the ground and uh that was the time delay between those two photos uh there is a pretty good one i got of bobby Roode successfully hitting um one of the moves his moves off the top rope um but uh but still it is it, it's good ish but it is still from very far away um so yeah lesson learned there too i guess and most of my pictures i i took uh, a, a lot of the pictures of the their entrances since that was the closest part of the thing that I, that I was, but even then most people in front of me like stood up for it. So I would just like kind of 
I, I didn't stand up, I, except for the very, very end. Um, I just kind of lift my camera up a little bit so I could just barely peek over the guy in front of me's shoulder um, to, <laughs> to snap a photo. All right, so uh, Randy Orton defeated Bobby Roode. It's his first United States Championship. That is so awesome. And I was uh, one of the, the three things that I was most excited to be there in person for. Uh, that's super awesome. And then uh, I watched Talking Smack while at the airport later. And uh, him just, <laughs> he's so entertaining. Um, just when he's, he, he's a bit of a dick. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward to, to what, what comes from here. We're probably going to get Bobby Roode versus, uh, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal at WrestleMania. You know what? That's, that's going to be fine. It can't be worse than worms projected on the ring. Up next, we had the women's tag team match, Becky and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella. Uh, this match had some goofy moments. Uh, there were okay. <laughs> this this is a good time to talk about this because I did uh, miss quite a bit of this with the the goings on in the aisle here. Uh, first of all, Carmella and Natalia won the match. Um, I I may have missed the finisher, um, but uh, any anyway, uh, there there's a couple behind me. Uh, I don't know if they're a couple. There there's a pair of people male and a female um i couldn't tell from their voice i never looked behind i never turned around and looked at them so they may have been the same age or whatever uh, the 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 male sounded like a very old man and uh he would just his commentary throughout the night was the uh just just pointing out exactly what is happening not in an interesting way, as you would on commentary. Like, uh, well, I guess in some ways it was, but uh, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Here's an example. We in the Charlotte versus Ruby Riot match. Um, he said this phrase at least three times. The champs in trouble. Oh look, the champs in trouble. You got her right in the neck, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, I, I was able to tune it out sometimes, but, um, others, it was just like, uh, was this helping his, his, uh, his, his co-audience member understand what was happening? Uh, one conversation between them that I remember was, uh, he says her, her dad is famous. He's talking about Charlotte and she goes, Oh, oh yeah. Who's her dad? Says uh, Rick Flair, oh, same last name, huh? <laughs> what? That's what you can't, that's what you got from that. Um, like that's a revelation. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk about the tag team championship match. The defending champions, the Usos, took on the New Day. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with Big E on the outside. Uh, ended in a no contest when the Bludgeon Brothers interrupted and just friggin' destroyed them all, especially Xavier Woods, who got uh, double powerbombed onto the stairs, taken away on uh, a gurney and all that. 
that was intense. That was pretty intense. Um, uh, up until that point, this match was shaping up to be friggin' awesome. Like it was the first half of the match of the night, um, which disqualifies it because it didn't come to a, an actual conclusion. But uh, yeah, it's like having a half a glass of of fine wine i guess or or something and then in the middle of it someone smacks it out of your hand and then then like throws the bottle across the room and then power bombs you through the table that's what this this was like but like in a like in a kind of satisfying way like you're like that's what i was hoping nothing makes for a more exciting dinner than before your main course comes you have the, the most amazing appetizer you got the the best bottle of wine, and then suddenly your your party has crashed, and you're sent to the hospital. So I, I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Is this going to be another triple threat match? Everything's a triple threat match. Um, so far, we have the Intercontinental Championship is going to be a triple threat. We know that uh, this SmackDown Tag Team Championship is most likely going to be a, a triple threat. Um, I hope that the Raw Tag Team Championships is just a one-on-one, a, a single team versus a single team affair. But we'll see what happens there. And um, the the United States Championship probably a th- triple threat, and uh, the Women's Championship matches those are looking to be just one-on-one so far. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, luckily. Also, well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I, I I have seen a few posts about the Raw the next the episode of Raw the next night. I'm recording this on Tuesday, um, but uh, it's looking like the two top championships will also just be one on one. So why not make the tag one of the tag team championships a triple threat? At least we're not going to have another six pack challenge. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Knocked on. Knock on wood. Um, the the best part of this match was uh, the sequence where they were just doing each other's moves, which is pretty great. Um, that's one of my favorite things to see happen, especially in a tag team situation. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, even better though, which we could see later on. We're not going to see the Bludgeon Brothers steal anybody's moves. They're just gonna friggin' destroy, destroy, destroy. But uh, it was it was AOP versus DIY versus the revival. I think it was at um, was it at San Antonio? Was that the triple threat last year um, for the championship? It was it was when AOP won the championship. So it might have been it might have been later on. Anyway. Um, yeah, it had to be then because it was, it might've been a WrestleMania weekend. Anyhow, uh, the, the greatest moments throughout that match were, um, well, there were many of them, but some of the great moments were when, uh, revival and DIY like switched partners and did, um, their tag team moves together, uh, against authors of pain. That, that was awesome um i so i always love when that kind of stuff happens uh okay 
So this match, it's a half of a five-star match. I, I don't rate these things five stars, but I think that's a good equivalent. So it ends up being like two and a half, um, but plus another plus one star for the, the aftermath, the interruption being pretty great too. So for overall like three and a half stars, but I don't do ratings, so just ignore all of that anyway. Um, up next, we have the women's championship match, Charlotte Flair defending against Ruby Riot. Um, as Ruby Riot made her entrance without either of her friends, I thought, well, that's, that's odd. I, I would have assumed they would be here. And of course they came out from the audience or, or wherever they were. I totally missed where they actually came from. Just suddenly they were there and, uh, causing funny business to occur and uh they they were countered by becky and naomi coming out and uh, kind of keeping things keeping things as fair as possible um the riot squad attempted to do what they could to i mean they were successful at times um completely beating up charlotte while the ref was distracted um uh, the ref ends up uh, ejecting Becky and Naomi first, and then ejecting to riotous applause the riot squad. So the the match finished as a one on one contest. Charlotte Flair was able to lock in that figure eight leg lock, and Ruby taps out. So so victory celebration. Charlotte remains the SmackDown Women's Champion, but a familiar tune comes over the sound system and Asuka comes out. I was so happy to to see Asuka. I think, assuming nothing happens, she could be the only person to appear on every single pay-per-view this year. Uh, in fact, I'm betting that she will be the only person. So far, she is the only person who's appeared on every pay-per-view. Um, and that will continue. Absolutely. Um, she comes out and challenges Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And that's pretty dang awesome. So uh, I'm excited to see where this goes from here. And it looks like Asuka isn't just jumping to SmackDown because she did appear on Raw the night after this. So uh, it could be that she's just on both now. She's uh, she's a talent that transcends brands at this point. Um, and that brings us to another free agent type, John Cena. It's his, his last chance, quote-unquote, last chance to uh, get on the road to WrestleMania in a six-pack challenge where AJ Styles is defending his WWE Championship against uh, not only John Cena, but Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. And holy crap, this match was fun. The the story going into it, uh, the fact that everybody just keep getting added on and on and on, such nonsense uh, a little bit upsetting to have shane mcmahon there at ringside just because he can be interfering in the matches after he i mean it's he he was there getting in Sami Zayn's face 
So it's kind of, it's his fault that he gets super kicked by somebody going to attack Sami Zayn, right? Um, and he he takes it personally, of course, and ruins uh, both Kevin and Sami's attempts to pin each other. Uh, so there was this one pinfall that was very very close that AJ was able to break up. He. I look over at the entrance ramp. I don't know how much of this was actually shown on camera or anything. He was way up near the the entrance. I I don't know why he was up there. I totally missed um, what action took him all the way over there. But he was sprinting. He just sprints down the ramp and gets (laughs) he gets there just in time to break it up. It it blew my mind a little bit. There are all kinds of displays of athleticism, athleticism throughout the night. Um, and this, to me, is just as impressive. There's that dead sprint for, you know, half of the arena floor to, to get that timing just right. It was close. It was dang close. To whoever I don't even remember who was involved in that pinfall attempt. I th- it was probably like John Cena and Ziggler or, or something. I don't know. Um, and then uh, we got an incredible finish, a great combination with a few people involved, and AJ Styles capitalizes right at the end with a phenomenal forearm, perfectly recreating the promotional image for this show. That's the only. That's really the only poster that is out there was of AJ Styles in the air going for that phenomenal forearm against a plain white background. Like, you you don't even need to show anything else about the pay-per-view. Just AJ Styles is going to hit a phenomenal forearm, and that's exactly what happened. Truth in advertising. We got exactly what was promised. He finished the match with that move. He got the, the three count and remains the WWE champion. And John Cena is left in a heap in the corner wondering, how do I get to WrestleMania? I don't know how I'm going to get to WrestleMania. That was my only chance. Get out of here, cameraman. And that was that. Uh, smacking talk. Talking smack was pretty good. I enjoy watching that in the airport afterwards. I did not get a hotel this time around because the show ended at about 11 p.m. And my flight the next morning was at 6 a.m. So I, I saw that there are a few bars and stuff that are open until 2 a.m. on Sundays. That's the rough part about Sundays is there's not nearly as many places open late. Um, but uh, right there next to the stadium, I think it was called R Bar or something like that. Um, there's quite, there were quite a few fans from the show and there was also a very large group of the kind of people who would have been enjoying that meal I was talking about with the, uh, the finest wine and all that, um, (laughs) that just like took over the half of the bar that I was sitting on and I, it was just me at a table and I was really worried they were going to come and ask me if I could, they could use that table and like, yeah, is there any way you can move over to the bar or something like that? I've been like, no, I'm sitting here. 
get out of here because the, the a guy did go over to a couple who were obviously enjoying each other's company and like talk to them for like two minutes. I assume asking them if they could uh, acquire their table. And I suppose, I, I think this is what was going on is that um, it's more likely that uh, people on a date that one of them would want to, to come across as being a kind type of person and uh, you're like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then they, they they get some points for that, I guess, or something. I don't know. Whereas uh, a grumpy-looking fella with a scraggly beard and um, messy hair uh, probably, probably, don't, probably, probably shouldn't go talk to that person. Just, just leave them be because they, they might have. They might have a sharpened stick or something in in their in their jacket there, um, so I assume that's. Probably, <laughs> I I realized the next morning, this well just hours later, um, this after the flight back home, uh, my hair was r- kind of ridiculous. I thought it would stay in place, but uh, I didn't factor in the the real power of wearing a beanie while walking around um for extended periods of time because uh, it definitely looked nice before um before the show actually i can't confirm that it, it definitely looked nice when i left the house before going to the airport and i didn't wear my hat until um after the flight so oh where i was going with this why is any of this relevant at all um, once this large group of people who are definitely not at the wrestling show um, were all settled and they're all having a good time with each other, talking about their mortgages or whatever, uh, a Rusev Day chant starts. And it's loud because they're just in this small bar and half the people there are all about it, of course. Um, and this group of people are like, what? the hell is that i don't understand anything about what they're like what i i heard the word day maybe but what was that those other two syllables i have no idea absolutely no context to be able to figure it out um i suppose they they might have been able to see somebody with like a stone cold steve austin shirt or something and they're like oh i guess they're i guess it's a wrestling thing i don't know i don't know or maybe one of them is uh slightly attuned to to that world and they're like ah they're they're that's what they're chanting i don't know what it means either but it's a wrestling thing um so yeah that was that was kind of interesting um uh i I did not stay at that bar all the way until 2 a.m because of the the discomfort factor of sitting next to this large group of tables that have been slammed together by this um this group of well to do about the towners uh, but uh, part of the strategy of stopping and um enjoying some food or whatever was to wait until the the lift prices went way down because right after the show it was at least double of um what it should have cost to go from there to the airport and um so it, that worked out too I uh, found a nice, comfortable chair, which is a rarity. They, the, the Columbus, I don't know the actual name of the airport. The airport in Columbus, 
has a lot of very comfortable chairs, which I feel like is pretty unusual for an airport. Usually they're, they're all like uh, as bare bones as possible, like a little bit of padding, but like lumpy between seats, especially. And a lot of times rails, not rails, uh, armrests. So you can't really get super comfortable. The, the, this place had a myriad of seating selections. A lot of them I didn't even know about until I went into to security. Um, but yeah, a few hours there, I kind of maybe got some shut-eye for a half hour. So by the time security was open and ready for business, I had so much time, so much time to prepare. I knew that my gate was A3, concourse A, gate number three. That's where my flight is leaving from. How can I mess this up? I, there, there's no way you could possibly mess this up, especially since this airport isn't, isn't gigantic um that all of the the gates are accessible from the one side there's only one place where you'd be dropped off at um and uh somehow i still messed it up because the uh the i assumed that because of that that it is a smaller place that everything is connected that was all one that it, it didn't really matter which which place you go through so i didn't even think that there would be separate security for concourse A and concourse B and probably concourse yeah concourse C is also separate because I couldn't get over to there either not that I would have wanted to um I went through the security for concourse B so the whole thing the waiting in line for quite a while and I mean it wasn't terribly long but uh still the whole process um putting my jacket through the x-ray taking off my shoes etc 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 and uh, I start walking a few feet, and I see the the gate numbers, and I don't see a hallway connecting to anywhere else. I, I go over to the map, and I see that it's just for Concourse B. My like, ah, crap. I have to go out and go through security again. Obviously, I had plenty of time since I was just there all night anyway. But, uh, yeah, was, I go over to the, the exit TSA guy. It's like, uh, so how, I have to go out to get to Concourse A, right? Like, yeah, I go out to the Honda display and take a left. You can't miss it. Um, I even thought about it, like, way earlier in the night, like, looking at the doors to Concourse A from the terminal there. It's like, that's where I'm going to go. That's where I I I don't know. I so had so little sleep at this point that that mes mistake was inevitable. Inevitable. Another mistake I made was after I got through security. There is um, well, there the vending machines didn't work with cash, so that was great. Got to fix that. Columbus Airport Terminal A. Get those cash, those cash um, receivers working up and running. I guess the credit card thing works because another person used that but uh i didn't want to use um, my card on that because i had i had some some dollars that i wanted to use anyway um this is the second trip in a row that this has happened i did not mention this because it wasn't significant at the time it was a one-off thing but now it's starting to be a pattern that if i go and apparently if 
I have an early flight and I go to buy a soda before um, that I will I will attempt to get a Mountain Dew, but instead get a Diet Mountain Dew, which is a little bit awful. It's not the worst, but it's like the, the calories there, that's part of what helps make it work for me anyway is uh that i got to get that actual sugar up even though it's technically not it's it's corn syrup but whatever um not artificial artificial sweeteners artificial sweeteners that they don't have energy that's usable by your body it's just the the chemical thing that makes you think you're it, it is sweet but it's not Anyway, not to say that that any soda at all is healthy or anything, but uh, I found lately that caffeine and uh, maybe more importantly, the sugar keeps me going. I mean, they work together. Can't have you can't have one without the other, but they're not as effective. I don't think. Um, anyhow, I, I've got to break that pattern next time. And next time is going to be pretty awesome. It's a slightly longer trip. I'll be going to Los Angeles to do a bunch of stuff. Um, But as far as wrestling goes, in two weeks, we have uh, Strong Style Evolved, New New Japan Pro Wrestling, Long Beach. I am super, super excited for that. We're going to have, what is it, the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers. We have Rey Mysterio. Oh, crap. He just got injured. He had a bicep injury. I wonder if that match is going to happen. Shoot. I didn't realize that till just now. I'll have to look into what's going on there. Um, uh, and some other matches that are going to be awesome, too. I'm sure. Cody's going to do something. And uh, <laughs> all the other other guys. Um, uh, Marty Skrull, of course, I got my Villain Club shirt, so I am ready to go. Oh, yo, 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 oh, oh, give me the green light. Um, all right, so, uh, stay tuned for my special episode just about that. Um, it will be separate from my WWE weekly show episode. And then after that, two weeks later wrestlemania that's gonna be bonkers so much stuff happening all weekend i'll talk about that more in uh later episodes um and what i'm really really excited for um okay that's it for now let me know what you thought about Fastlane and and last week's main event by tweeting me at tiw podcast go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site please share some links with your friends subscribe on itunes write a review on itunes and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today i watch thanks for tuning in and uh my hulu recommendation other than wrestling is uh go watch better off ted it's on hulu now i don't know if it's newly on hulu but it is currently on hulu and uh it's one of the best shows ever so it's so go check that out okay bye